0: all right welcome back to the preserve and illuminate podcast i'm here with my brother nick benson what's up hi nicholas what's up justin how are you today i'm good how are you i'm good i'm happy that you're here
1: i'm happy to be here
0: yeah me too me too <laughs> all right here on the preserve and illuminate podcast we like to be salt and light in a bland and dark world and uh today is episode 104 so we are 104 episodes old so wow. congratulations nick you thank, made you. It. thank you thank you I don't know what that means, but you made it. Yeah, made something. Made something, right? Um, In today's topic, we wanted to talk about here and now. So, Nick, you're here. Mm. And how about now? And
1: it's now. (laughs) Let's talk about the here and now. Um, Yeah, the the here and nows are always fun because we get to kind of freestyle what the Lord put on our hearts, not necessarily um, a topic, and then study on that particular topic. So... um, and i don't think we've done one in a little bit um yeah i was trying to think i don't i can't i can't yeah. remember when was the last time we did one it feels like forever since we even did our last episode recording food for thought your voice <laughs> slipping no 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 um yeah i mean the the lord sets these up so if it doesn't work it doesn't work my flesh is always like oh when are we going to do the next one but it, at the same time it is the lord's podcast so we have to trust that He only wanted us to do one in January, and there it is. The other times that we met, and they didn't make it to to podcast world. Yeah, Um, it was for us. So (laughs) that was our conversation. (laughs) Yeah. So you guys missed out. I'm sorry, you missed that one. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this this uh, because it's here now because um, um, we just went over it in in small group study. Mm. Um, and it's uh, man, like every time I read it, this chapter has kind of gotten better and better. Mm. Um, it's some of uh, you know um, other brothers' favorite chapter in in the Bible, but John chapter ten. Let's go. Um, yeah, that this that past lesson for Bible study really not only spoke to me personally um, throughout the chapter, but also um, it seemed like within the group too because it was there was a lot of conversation, there was a lot of um, encouragement. Um, Because there's a lot of stuff going on. So us knowing who our shepherd is and knowing that, um, one, he's good, and two, um, that we were created to follow such a shepherd because otherwise we would just be lost and kind of just wandering through, um, you know, this world through this darkness and and really never find up or down, just completely lost and, and distracted by all the different things and entertainment and amusement that happens throughout um, our daily lives cause days, I don't know about you, but days have been flying by, um, which to me, you know, it's either, it's cause it's, you're having fun or you're busy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's been a lot of busyness, um, which some is fun, obviously, mm-hmm. but then there's a lot of busyness that hasn't been fun <laughs> lately. Um, so reading John chapter 10 and I'm only going to, I'm going to read the first, um, 18 verses, um, and, and kind of just p- pick out a few of the, uh, those verses within there. Um, I do suggest you reading the entire chapter because um, it, it is, like I said, it's a, it's a a crucial one and so encouraging for, uh, especially this time, because um, we do need direction, I feel like, more than ever right now. Um, so John uh, chapter 10, verse starting at verse 1, it says, I, uh, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, anyone... ...who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must, be sure, must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice... Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, so he he explained it to them. I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come in and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him, and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me. Just as, as my father knows me, and I know the father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep, too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. they will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock with one shepherd. The father loves me because I sacrifice my life, so I may take it back again, so no one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily, for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to, and also to take it up again. for this is my father, so that for this is what my father has commanded. Um, and, you know, obviously that's a lot of, a lot of verses, um, but the picture I kept getting um, throughout that, that study and what I wanted to share today was um, how Jesus has literally done it all, right? Like, so he died on the cross and and rose three days later. So he's, like, paid for our sins, right? So he's paid the debt as far as the crucifixion. He was our sacrifice. Um, to make us right, to justify us you know with God, to get us right there, um, but like I said, we need a shepherd, we need to be able to follow something that 's not leading us into destruction because everything worldly that 's its goal right so it 's constantly either tripping you up with things that um, are easily going to make you trip the things because the world know, it takes notes, so it knows. What you, um, even our phones, right? They listen. So anything you talk about or look up, it's, it's now going to show you those things. It doesn't on purpose. It's constantly trying to trip you up. So having a shepherd, so in the middle, in the Eastern um, cultures, the sheep at night, there would be sometimes a couple different flocks in one sheepfold. Well, when they would, in the morning when they're going to leave, those shepherds would all scatter for each corner and call their sheep by the name by like names or by pet calls and those sheep all of them would all come out and separate themselves into where their shepherd were into their own flock because they're following the shepherd's voice um so for me i i thought that was oh man that's like powerful because um if we are followers of jesus we are going to or we do already know his voice so we know when he's speaking to us whether it's in his word or Something happens and you feel that Holy Spirit, either that that prompting or that conviction, you know. So you you know His voice. Um, so when you're following His voice, He's drawing you to Himself, right? When he, um, doing that, well, then the whole gate, the the door part, um, can, it kind of made me think a little more because I'm oh, how are you? How 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 are you the shepherd and also the hireling? You know, the person that's going to watch the gate because that's not always the shepherd. It was sometimes. The hireling that would just have to sit in that doorway, Um, and like it says, the hired hand is only working for money, so sometimes that person's going to be the one that runs away the quickest as soon as danger hits. Well, Jesus is saying, like, no, I'm, I'm that too, I'm the gate. So he's keeping what shouldn't be going in out, but he's also keeping what should stay in too throughout, so he's our protector. So he's not only guiding us, he's also got us protected, right? Um, so then it made me think, okay, so now Jesus is not only leading us along this path of, of life. He's now the one at the gate. And then it says in John 14, 6, that he's the only the way, the truth, and the life, right? So no one can come to the, the Father except through him. So that's that picture of that gate again. So I was like kind of blown away and taken aback to how, how Jesus literally does it all. And we say that and we sing that but not just on the cross and in the tomb he also did so much to bring you to the moment we're even in right now then he also already has it set up in the future for eternity as long as you follow his voice through that narrow path to the gate who who's in charge of the gate it's going to be Jesus you know and it just to me it really ministered to me because with everything going on and I and we don't have enough time to list all the different things for each of us to go through on, on you know what we're dealing with or not dealing with, but it is reassuring to know that he's calling me by name personally. He's calling you by name and he's leading you towards that good pasture, towards that, that sheepfold that is full of protection and no thief or robber is ever going to be able to get into. And then it even goes on in 1027 and talks about how no one can snatch anyone out of the father's hand so that's that ultimate protection and what we're walking towards
0: yeah there's uh, like you said there's not enough time to go <laughs> into everything that's that's, that's here but uh, there's layers of implication of who Jesus is who, who he is to us individually and then what, what eternity looks like through that um but you know one of my favorite applications of this is also like like leadership because every leader has to follow right and even jesus was was at the command of god because that was why he was here on earth and at the same time like we are those sheep and those shepherds the good shepherd right because it says good not just shepherd the good shepherd would would make a sound or a noise or a calling to the sheep and they would know and then he would just go and the sheep would follow he wouldn't spend the time because they would have and you sent a picture of this but they would have like these these rock walls they weren't high they were high enough to kind of keep the sheep together but they would be in these enclosures sharing it with other shepherds because pastures might have been few and far between as they're on the way So they would all kind of gather in these areas and then the shepherd would wake up in the morning and rather than going through and looking at the sheep and trying to divide them, right? And saying, this is yours, this is mine. They would get up and call to the sheep and then start walking. And then they would know that the sheep would follow them. A couple of things there. First of all, it was that sheep's choice. Hmm. That sheep chose to follow. That's something we get to choose. Mm -hmm. Do we follow our shepherd or not? The other thing is like the more of the sheep that recognize like, hey, it's time to go, they all start to create what is that? That herd, right? And that herd is interesting because the younger sheep only follow the, their parents and they're just like, okay, this is, this is where I go. As leaders of our homes, us as sheep, we follow Jesus, and then our kids to so say, "Okay, this is the way to go." And I'm intentionally using that word, the way, mm. that phrase, the way, um, because you mentioned, you know, John 14:6. Yeah. But with that, there's protection then, right? So we have a leader, we follow him. Within that is the protection. The intention of laying in front of that doorway of the gate being that gate is to let whoever out go out, right? But at the same time, only those who belong can come in. Mm right? So those who believe, those who have a shepherd, those who are supposed to be in that pen that are going to be following in the morning are the ones that are going to be able to go out and have free pasture, but also come in and be protected. Mm -hmm. And that wall is kind of like that circumference, that dividing thing from everything out there in the world. That wall is saying everybody in here belongs, everybody out there doesn't. We defend whoever, you know, wants to come in and attack to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one one of, you know, my favorite verses, especially in chapter 10 my favorite verse in in chapter 10 here is um where he says i have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly a lot of people look at you know our walk as like a compromise well i can't do this i can't do that that's not that's not why jesus came he didn't came to take anything from you right you're doing you're doing addition by subtraction and that's not what it is right there is an abundant life for each and every one of us in this world mm. if we will just follow him, if we will deny our flesh, right, if we will crucify it, if we will pick up our cross and walk, right? just pick up our cross, that instrument of death, crucifying the flesh, and then just walk. Us doing that, right? following our leader, our shepherd, mm. will lead us into pastures that we can't even imagine. But we don't get to experience that unless we take those steps of faith, unless we go out... And actually actually do that but that whole shepherding thing is something that you know i i've ruminated on ever since i read it because when i first did i looked at it kind of like as okay this is an application like i kind of get it uh but it never it never sunk in until i did research on what the shepherds did what their purpose was and then how far they would travel Mm. you know how far they would go and all of that sometimes was to find these pastures, was to go to a place where the sheep could be fed. The more sheep you have, the more grass you need. The more sheep you have, the more grass they eat, and the less there is next time, right? Because it, it's got to grow back up. Mm-hmm. So they would go on these journeys. Well, we're on a journey, mm-hmm. following our shepherd, looking for that pasture, right? Hoping mm-hmm. to be protected. So those are things that, like, when I, when I was digging into this and have been digging into this, it, it's really it blows my mind to think that, you know, Jesus would humble himself to call himself a shepherd. He would humble himself to sit at the gate, but he's also willing to protect us from anybody that wants to come in and try to harm us. But when he calls, we need to follow.
1: Yes. That's a good, uh, good question at the end there. Are we going to follow? Because that's, that's really the only The only way to protection is is to follow that one that's protecting you right because if not you're you're by yourself or you try to put yourself around other people who are you know maybe look tough but when things happen they tend or you know tend to be the first ones that kind of run away Um, especially if they're in that hireling position of being there for the wrong reasons you know sometimes people hang out with people because they have things that they want you know or you know like there's always wrong intentions so if you put all these friends around you you call them friends but it turns out they're not really your friends they're just there because you always buy them you know coffee or something then you know when you don't have money for coffee anymore you're gonna see those friends disappear yeah um you know and and for you know for me like because you mentioned um even how we we tend like so you're, you're talking about our culture like we tend to try to do addition with subtraction um you know with it seems like that's the way like our our western culture and western civilization in in some aspects uh tend to really taint things and really mess them up um and, and that is one of them where people think that to follow jesus or to become a christian you have to like give up all the fun stuff and you know like it, he takes away all these things with but if you think about it those things that you're trying to hold on to are not really things that you probably should have anyways you know there's they're something that's uh, a worldly thing or even an idol a lot of the times um, but I feel like even uh, with the shepherding thought you know when I'm I picture how shepherds how I've seen it as far as TV shows etc those people that are driving herds are like literally driving herds. They're from side or the back, and they're whipping or they're using dogs and they're using these these things to kind of force the herd along. Where what Jesus is sharing on in the Eastern um, civilization and culture, they they led from the front, so it was literally that a following of of the voice and done so with with a care because it was their livelihood it become became you know who they were as far as you know being shepherds they had a responsibility and they took it so serious that they had a passion for it cared so much even for the one to find the one when it's lost but they're doing so with letting those sheep make their own choice because they're leading from the front front and saying hey follow me and then they're walking where you know, we as Americans, you know, we were even talking about it before we got on here, like sometimes when we're in a hurry, the things that we're trying to use aren't necessarily in a hurry, but that's just because we're always in this Western culture of trying to get, you know, 30 things done in a matter of two seconds, you know, while microwaving our food and making a, you know, a K-cup to drink some coffee at the same time, you know, so it's all instant, instant, instant when, um, you know, when we slow things down, the Lord's never led me um, as fast as I've wanted to be led, but it's because that's my flesh trying to lead it, and it's going to lead me straight to that broad path that leads to the destruction. But the point is that Jesus is saying is follow my voice down this narrow path. That's going to lead to the gate that leads to eternal life. And that, to me, blows my mind because I'm like, man, our our civilization and culture says it's you don't want to be a sheep. Sheep are dumb, you know, like be the goat, be the greatest of all time. But I sent you that cup uh, not too long ago, one of my coffee cups that says, you know, the greatest of all time was a lamb, not a goat. And uh, that, again, applied to this study because I was like, man, that's our culture is telling us to be the greatest of all time or to be a goat when Jesus is saying, no, like, serve, we've sacrificed. Look, look what I did and I laid my life down for you. So what are you going to do with what I've done for you?
0: Yeah. And you mentioned, you mentioned the idols, you mentioned those possessions, those things that, you know, what I call like spiritual eclipses, mm-hmm. those things that come between you and the S O N, not the S U N. And yeah. those are the things that, you know, are, are distractions, but at the same time, material possessions, even time, everything that we have, we have to ask ourselves, like, who gave it to us? What do we have that we made ourselves? It's, it's nothing, right? Because everything that's ever been created is from the earth when we go back to Genesis that God created. So we have nothing, right? We're playing with it, right? We're doing Play-Doh type of stuff, but we don't have anything... That, that, that we created that we can truly call our own. So, you know, the question is, what do you have that God didn't give you?
1: Man.
0: Right. And then what, and then the next question, right? Cause you know me, it's like, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. What, what are you going to do with it? But along those lines, uh, I wanted to um, talk about, um, because this is what the Lord put on my heart, uh, a fear of God, a fear of God. I, I truly believe that that is absolutely missing in society. It's missing in, even in us as Christians, because we are trying to find ways to be accepted by society, but then we're compromising our integrity and our walk with God. But we're not projecting enough a fear of God, like a fear of what God can do, right? And, and uh, there's a few verses uh, that the Lord put on my heart that I'll share with you guys. So first one is Psalm 128, um, and it's, it's, it's titled, Blessing of Those Who Fear the Lord. Blessing of Those Who Fear the Lord. It says, blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy and it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants all around your table. Behold, thus shall man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you out of Zion and may you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life yes may you see your children's children peace be upon israel so obviously as as christians like we should have a fear of god a fear of the lord and for me personally that's like a big deal because i didn't realize it until i gave my heart to jesus that my whole life i had a fear of god i truly did have a fear of god i realized He's real, and he is something to be feared. I had my own, uh, I don't know how to put it. I had my own problems, let's say, with God on how things that happened in my life, and I you know, said, well, I believe that you're real. I do fear you, but what you're doing isn't cool, so I'm just going to put you to the side. Mm. Until you start helping me, you know what I mean? That, that was my attitude, no joke, right? Mm, yeah. Until you start helping me, I got nothing for you. Um, which is a bad way to look at things, right? A, a super knucklehead way. But at the same time, like I still had a fear. So there were things that I wouldn't, like I wasn't out murdering people. You know, I wasn't doing things that I know would put me in a position where God would just strike me down in my mind, right? right. Where lightning would come down, brimstone and fire right. smitten, <laughs> right? I would be smitten, Smoke.
1: <laughs> you don't want the smoke, smoke, <laughs> <That's> the smoke. <laughs>
0: um, but I, I did have a fear. Well, well, one of my favorite books in the entire bible is deuteronomy deuteronomy is is an amazing book Hmm. Um, because that's the heart of moses and him like pouring in to israel before they go into the promised land everything that god showed him and then the path of israel it's basically in my opinion i'm not a theologian but in my opinion this is a parallel of our life here on earth this deuteronomy really walks through who we should be how we we should be what we should be looking for The victory is the Lord. We should love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. Like everything we need in my mind, right, is in Deuteronomy. But also um, when you look at Deuteronomy and you look what Moses says, he makes sure that they understand that they should love the Lord, that they should fear the Lord, and that they should look to him for everything that they have. And that in itself is like the summation of everything that we're doing here on earth. And that kind of guides us to that fear of the Lord. So Deuteronomy chapter six, verses 13 through 15, even uh, Moses writes, you shall fear the Lord, your God, and serve him and shall take oaths in his name. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the people who are all around you. For the Lord, your God is a jealous God among you. Lest the anger of the Lord, your God be aroused against you and destroy you from the face of the earth. That in itself kind of should check everybody's heart when you think about that. But then he goes on in chapter 10, verses 20 through 21, and he says, You should fear the Lord your God. You shall serve him, and to him you shall hold fast. Take oaths in his name. He is your praise, and he is your God who has done for you these great and awesome things which your eyes have seen. So at this point, they had seen great and awesome things. Their clothes never wore out. They never ran out of food. When they cried, they had water. When they they had quail coming out of their mouth, (laughs) everything they ever needed, he gave them that and then a little bit more. He gave them enough to sustain themselves, but they also won battles. They also were, you know, attacked, but never, you know, never necessarily were overcome. He walked them through the wilderness for 40 plus years and was about to take them into the promised land. But Moses talks about not in this particular case, Not where they're going to go, but already what you've seen. That's not the promised land. Hmm. That's us here on earth. Mm -hmm. He's done great things. Those things that we have seen, we've already happened. But we should be fearful because what we've seen on our side of it is like, this is great and awesome things. The other part of it is we've seen people get destroyed. Hmm. We've seen the Lord win battles where it shouldn't have happened. It should not have happened where we had less people, we didn't have these tools and instruments and horses and chariots. Like we just had, like, you know, rudimentary tools, rudimentary things, and we won battles. And that's because the Lord was with us. But we should have fear because he could do the same thing to us. He can do the very same thing. And I'll get to that in a little bit in Hebrews. But point being, like, we need to have a fear of God. We need to have that fear of what he can do to us, the fear of being outside of his protection. Right. And those are things that the world has forgotten. The world has walked away from. And us as Christians probably aren't projecting enough of fear of God because we are trying to, you know, meet the world where they're at. And then they're We're like compromising what our walk should be, who God is and saying, Hey, Christianity is cool. Yeah, it is. But it's not what the world thinks is cool. Right. That's not what's cool, right? We should be fearful of those small little compromises that we make in our walk, those opportunities that we have to witness that we don't do, or those times where, you know, we're in sin, like we're flat out in sin. So we should be fearful of those things. But that's something that the Lord put on my heart to share, because that fear of God is absolutely missing in society. And then, like I said earlier, in Christians as well. Sorry. Dang. I know. I told you. Dang. I told you. My heart hurts. Guys, I warned Nick before. Like I <laughs> I, I was, uh, I wasn't, I was I wasn't on ready. One. I thought I was ready,
1: but I wasn't ready. Yeah, I was on one this morning, man. That is awesome, though, because it's true. Because we, you know, speaking from my own personal experience, speaking from being a man, you don't admit wrong until you get caught. Well, hey, you you started it. (laughs) And, you know, and that's thats it's convicting because there's those like you said, those little compromises that we tend to do either knowingly or unknowingly because it's a habit or something else that we're overlooking um, that we tend to do and get away with. Quote unquote. They can see my air quotes now. Ah, They can see our air quotes. (laughs) Welcome. Get away with it. Yeah, welcome. But you're not getting away with it because the Lord sees it all. And we do have to fear the one that can kill body and soul, not just the world who can, you know, pick on you or make fun of you or physically hurt you because, you know, you don't agree with what they say. And we're so scared. We're so afraid of offending people and you know I can't remember what uh TV show it is it was it's definitely not it wasn't a christian show by any means but it wasn't like a super bad secular show but the guy made a point of saying and he was talking to his daughter when he was saying it he's and his daughter is like more on the you know be nice to everyone's side like try not to hurt everyone's feelings and he told her he said stop focusing on the people you may offend and focus on the people that you're going to inspire repeat that the don't don't be focused on the people you're going to offend be focused on the people you're going to inspire mm. and for me as a christian as a father as a man that makes me a leader the lord's called me to lead by example and he's called me to a higher calling so i have to take that serious in every single aspect and there's no room for compromising there's no room for you know letting the world win in any way shape or form the devil is a liar and he is a schemer Mm -hmm. but we give him credit for too many victories because we're making those choices Mm. yes he's influencing it yes he's trying to tempt us but the lord tests us too yeah. And if he knows that you're struggling with something and you've given it to him, he may give you a test yeah. to see if you're really about his business.
0: But also, if you're going to lean on him, like, is, can you do this? Can you do this in the flesh? Can you can you do this on your own? Mm. And that's where a lot of people have those moments where they give their hearts to Christ because they realize I can't I can't do this on my own. Mm. I can't handle this. this is, but that's why. Because God's like it's not yours give it to me cast your cares upon me because I care for you that's that's what he's telling us hmm. um, something else uh, that the Lord just, just put on my heart right now too was like do you see what I see in that like when we look in in numbers right um, and in numbers chapter 13 specifically just verse 33 but when the spies were sent into Canaan Uh, to go see the land they came back with a report right and we know that you know that Caleb and Joshua had a different view than everybody else but you could see that what these other 10 said they were like and they were like grasshopper and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight and so we were in their sight they had basically conceded that there was no way we could win this battle and that we're just too small and that that was that's where God really meets a lot of people and that 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 fear of man overtook the fear of God, where Joshua and Caleb were like, God's with us. We could do whatever we want. Right. If the Lord says that's ours, it's ours. Right. They're, they're people. They're man. I'm not worried about them. Right. But that's the difference between the fear, like the fear of man and the fear of God and how people are approaching these things. Because to your point, yeah, you can have a test. You can be put in a tough time. But it's, it's truly that God is just testing you to prove to you that one, he's still there. He's still there for you, right? You just need to lean on him, right? He's still in control. He's still in control. Amen.
1: I couldn't uh, help but think, because um, we're talking about being worried about what man may think or 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 say. Um, Pastor was was teaching on the scourging and the thing, the the humiliation that Christ went through for us. He quoted. A verse in Hebrews that at the time I didn't even have highlighted because it, it kind of went it, it was I was just reading reading by it really honestly so in Hebrews 13 verse 13 in the NLT it says so let us go out to him outside the camp and bear the disgrace he bore <laughs> so for for that for that message and when pastor was delivering it and me reading that verse i was like oh man like that's that's the boldness that's the unashamed confidence we should have to not be afraid to bore, to bear disgrace from the world mm. to not like to not fit in we're so worried about what man thinks, and I'm speaking to myself, like, and, and if you're hearing it and you feel convicted, the Lord's speaking to you too, but if, if we're so worried about what someone else is going to think, what someone else is going to say, what someone else is going to do, because we're telling them about Jesus, or we're telling them about the hope that I have, and I'm sharing that hope with him, if we're not willing to do that, then we're, He's going to deny us access through that gate because he's going to tell you you never i never knew you
0: crazy words there right crazy scary words tying into the fear by the way right of you could live a life here on earth for yourself and then be confronted and be told that I, I never knew you, right and then you could say but, but lord, the lord. <laughs> yeah but lord you know i i i i healed i i preached your name he's like yeah cool
1: story bro yeah you see that hot place down there yeah that's your bed. That's your bed. You lay, lay in what you said. <laughs> and that's, you know, and, and for me, that, like I said, that verse hit differently at that time because that's what he's called me to do. Don't fit in. Mm. Don't blend in. Don't be a chameleon. Don't just be the one that kind of blends in with the the scene and the surroundings. You have to be different. And no, don't be different in a way that you're argumentative and and aggressively going after people because that's just as ugly. Mm. But be different in the way that Christ was, and how did how was He different? Yeah. He loved. He had mercy. He had grace. He forgave yeah. people that didn't deserve to be forgiven, like me <laughs> and me. Yeah. Yet He did it.
0: Hey, yeah, willingly. And before the good shepherd,
1: yeah. laid down His life for. Us when he saw those wolves in front of us. Yeah,
0: and before we could ever recognize what it, what it is, what it, what it was, before we were born, thousands of years ago, yeah. he did it for us, right? So we could do what? Yeah, you know what I mean. So we could to do, fart
1: around or to do something. He, just he? said fart yeah. on our podcast. Nicholas. Yeah. I thought we talked about. We had that. to keep it yeah. a little unserious sometimes. Sometimes
0: back to serious, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Fear God, uh, <laughs> fear God, get it right. Um, but you 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 brought up uh, a couple of a couple of good points about about how we're trying to project Christianity in society, the compromises that we make, but there isn't any because Jesus didn't compromise. And even while you were saying that, I was thinking to myself because one of my one of you know the things that the Lord gave to me that I always kind of ask myself and think about is are you willing to let jesus toss the tables of your heart Mm -hmm. are you willing to let jesus go into your heart your mind and just toss the tables like he did in the temple because we turned it into something it wasn't supposed to be we got focused on the religion we got focused on oh you know what your doves are kind of a little tainted however Mm -hmm. i have some nice doves here for you Mm -hmm. right and that's how we kind of for lack of a better term transact in society because we're looking at the sacrifice not necessarily looking at the intent of the sacrifice god's not looking for the sacrifice he's looking for the heart Mm -hmm. right And, and he proves that in so many ways and that's something that um that moses kind of brings to light for for the israelites is god is looking at the heart god is looking at the heart that's something that samuel had to see in david that god was looking at the heart all of these things even the circumcision right It, it was a circumcising of the heart it wasn't that physical circumcision it was you know cutting away the flesh of your heart and revealing what the lord had created it is only his it's only his and that's something that we have to project as christians not because we're trying to show somebody something because it's genuinely in our heart that's who we are I can't help but tell you about Jesus. And it might not even come out of my mouth, but it might, I'm serious, <laughs> yeah. but it might be like what I'm doing. Right. It should be all of my actions. There should be evidence and a witness just poured on all over every place that we've ever gone. If there was just mm-hmm. something a little bit different about that person and I can't really put my finger on what it is, but next time I see him, I'm going to ask him mm-hmm. like, what, what, what do you like? Who are you? Yeah.
1: Right. And then boom, doors wide open. Right. Minister. Ministry opportunity. God, coach. <laughs> like hook, line, and sinker. Um, yeah, for so I don't know how we're looking time-wise. Uh, I don't even know what time it is. Yeah, we got to wrap it up. All right. Um, well final notes?
0: Yeah, real quick. Hebrews chapter 10. Yeah. I, versus, saying, I think you still yeah. had one more thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10, um, verses 26 through 31. And this is kind of like a closing, closing note here. Yeah. Um, so it says, for if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment with fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law, I feel like we talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Anyone who rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses of how much more worse punishment. Do you suppose he will be thought worthy who has trampled the son of God underfoot counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing and insulted the spirit of grace? Question mark. Yeah, question mark. For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. That's not condemnation. That's just the word of God. If it hits you the wrong way, then you might want to get on your knees. And I'll be doing that after this podcast. Um, But the fact of the matter is, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It's not fearful if we're in his will, if we recognize who he was and we live a life he called us to be. There's no better place to be than in the hand of God.
1: Hmm. I'm so glad you brought these verses up uh, because one of the things I wanted to make sure that I said for this, because it all goes along exactly in the the, God is good because he 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 sets this up because we don't have a script or anything. But (laughs) the deliberate sins, you know, So, a couple of lessons ago, John MacArthur in one of his commentaries I was reading, he talked about willful ignorance, yeah, and i 've been stuck on that yeah. because we are willfully ignorant, from the smallest of things of walking by a piece of trash to the biggest of things of we 're not getting caught, so we 're going to continue to do it till we do so, mm. and we if we deliberately continue sinning after we receive the knowledge, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover those sins. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. So, willful ignorance. Let's be confidently obedient instead. Amen. pastor said that Wednesday, and I was like, that goes with the willful ignorance. There's confident obedience. Amen. Let's go with confident obedience. Amen. Pray? yes all right dear lord we just thank you uh for today we thank you for this 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 time we've had to to record another episode of your podcast we thank you for uh just uh, giving us uh the the breath to to breathe and the words to speak lord i pray the the words that we did say that um came out were were words that edified those that are listening i know uh, they encouraged but also challenged uh, me and my heart, and I pray that it, it does the same for those uh, hearing uh, our voices, Lord. I pray for protection over those that are listening and also for uh, Justin and his family that you uh, c- keep us all safe. Uh, I pray for my family as well that you uh, continue to draw us all um, closer throughout this, this weekend and week, and we just thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for um, the promises you've given us and the, and the word, and, and just calling us uh, by our names intimately and individually. And we just thank you for loving us so that we know how to love others. And I pray that we can do so with grace and mercy. Thank you. I love you. And it's in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen.
0: All right. Don't forget Jesus loves you. So do we.